This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Our story this week picks up where we left off last week. Broadcasting from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is our pleasure to welcome you to episode... 500 of the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. My name is Matt Baum. And I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick on this week's Landmark. Yes, we can actually use the word it's a landmark. landmark. 500th milestone episode. Matt and I are reviewing more comics than ever before in a desperate attempt to make you love us again during an oversized ludicrous speed round. Then it's time for some irresponsible black magic in the THN Sanctum Sanctorum where we'll discuss our must-read picks for next Wednesday and finally we ask that you keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times while we take you on a guided tour of the DC Universe. It's all happening! It's all happening on this collector's edition lenticular episode number 500, 100, 100, 100. Okay, that joke gets old really fast. The first, Joe, it's been two weeks, which is nearly five goddamn internet years. So we better talk about this. Well, all three of this week's magic! Really fizzled out in the end there. Nerd news. Nerd news. You'd think there was a Comic Con or something. There's a lot of shit that came out. I mean, there is pretty coming pretty quick here, but. Well, yeah, no. New York Comic Con is, I think, uh, I think it's next week. Next weekend. Yeah. It's uh, October 8th, I think. Yeah. That weekend. Ton of cool exclusive shit. Oh, my God. Uh, Bendis is saying big things are going to come out f- about DC and his stuff. So <laughs> we'll like see. Bad shit. He's <laughs> got a real big BM to drop on us. <laughs> Let's start with Marvel. Uh, they have announced a Killmonger solo series, a mini. Uh, Eric Killmonger, best known to fans as the villain of this year's blockbuster Black Panther film, is getting his own five-part limited series starting in December. Written by Brian Edward Hill, with art by Juan Ferreira. Question: who I love. He is great. I love Juan Ferreira. Are Brian Edward Hill and Brian Hill two different people? No. Because they both spell the name B-R-Y. They're the same. Right? Brian Hill is, is, there's one Brian Hill. I'm just making sure. Right. (laughs) Okay. I realized when I read this, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like when we thought Butch Geis and- And Jackson Geis were brothers or something. And Jackson Butch Geis (laughs) were maybe two different people. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Killmonger will delve into the villain's origins and motivations. Uh, there's a bunch of quotes. We don't need to read all that crap. Uh, they're kind of movie-tizing him a bit. It's very, like, Michael B. Jordan looking. Yeah, which is uh, fine. Which, yeah, I'm That's totally fine. down with that. When was the last time I, I saw Killmonger in a comic book? When was the last time you cared about Killmonger outside of the Black Panther movie? It's true. I mean... Uh, yeah, I think this sounds fun. He's an interesting character. Drops it, December 5th. We should be careful with that because it's like, 
we often jump on Marvel for movieizing people. Like when all of a sudden we decided Nick Fury was going to have an eye patch and be a black guy, but it wasn't really. It's that Nick, Nick Fury, Fury Junior. Thanks. It was this. It was this black kid who also lost an eye. Like you know, I mean, yeah. But I think this is fine with the character like Killmonger. I think it's totally fine. Even you could even introduce a new Killmonger. It wouldn't matter. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, there's no point to, like, right. he's such, he's basically a blank slate. Yeah. Like, just rework him however you want. Make him a black lesbian in a wheelchair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> if that's your thing. <laughs> All right. Winter Soldier is also getting his own book, another mini. Uh, this is from a press release from Marvel. You know his name. You know the things he's done. And now that the man known as the Winter Soldier has found redemption, he's going to help others do the same. That's kind of fun. Even if it's not as easy as he expects. So this is from Kyle Higgins, uh, who is currently writing or at one time wrote Power Rangers. Still writing. Uh, he did the uh, Cowl uh, series for Image. I think Kyle Higgins is sort of the head Power Rangers guy over there. Maybe. Brought a bunch of people. Like, he's editing all those books, too. Uh, he also had a pretty decent run on Nightwing in the New 52. He's really good. I like Kyle Higgins. Uh, his, his Nightwing was one of the brighter spots of that era. I don't remember Kyle Higgins writing Marvel before this. I remember him writing a lot of DC. There, There's another Higgins, and I get them all confused. It's definitely not, it's definitely not Kyle Higgins. There. It's not a David Edward Walker, David Walker situation. No, I no, think no, it's no, definitely no. two different dudes. Uh, Rod Rice is doing the art. Uh, he also co-created Cowl. He uh, worked on uh, the Doctor Strange Damnation He's really miniseries. good. Uh, his artwork is beautiful. He is not Ivan Rice. No, <laughs> definitely not. He is his brother. Uh, again, some more quotes. Uh, they're going to touch on his uh, time being brainwashed by the Soviets, uh, spending uh, his nights in the gulag. Oh, man. Not it's, the gulag. it's a real drag. I love the Winter Soldier. I think it's... Uh, he has written some Marvel stuff, but it's here and there. Like a couple issues. He did Captain America, did Amer Avengers Origins Vision, stuff like that. So kind of one-off stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't think he's ever had a no run runs, of yeah. anything at Marvel. He wrote some Wolverine, some Wolverines. <laughs> oh, God, that was that weekly book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote number one. That's it. Yeah, so here and there, but mainly a lot of DC work. I like Kyle Higgins. I did too. I and don't, I, I like the idea of like the Winter Soldier's going to go find other like sort of bad guys and try and help dudes. them become good guys. That's, that's fun. I don't know how long this series lasts because the Winter Soldier cannot maintain a regular series. I think it's uh, just a limited. I think it's five or six issues. Okay. That's um, probably the best way to do a character like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, I think that. He could if they had a good idea for it. But like the last time I was following his exploits, he was uh, like some sort of cosmic whatever. Yeah, like it was a really cool story with the wrong character in it. Right. We didn't need to see the Winter Soldier as the man on the wall. And did they whatever. ever explain why he was able to stop doing that? Because they made it seem like I think there's the book, always got to be a I think the book man just kind of got wall. canceled. I, I don't know that anybody... It was very pretty. It was very yeah. pretty. Wasn't it Mike Del Mundo? No, it was... um Going absolutely nuts. Oh, it was Ailish Cott. Yes, it was Ailish Cott. Ailish Cott and Marco Rudy. Yeah, yeah, up yours, dick. Really cool story. Really cool art probably not the right character to do it with that's the only problem there's plenty of other characters that could have just plucked out and been like hey weirdo you're the man on the wall now right <laughs> you know in other marvel news more comics movie driven comics x-force returns this december writer ed brisson and artist dylan burnett and pepe laraz will launch a new x-force series which reunites the core members of the original team with the younger cable that debuted in extermination yeah. 
So how I, does that make you feel? Um, <laughs> I think that they're after him. I don't know if he's on the team. I think they're after him. Are they? Because in the he story, killed Cable. The newly reformed X Force. Spoilers: He killed Cable. Yeah. The newly reformed X Force will struggle with the loss of their mentor and the ramifications of the younger Cable's presence in the Marvel universe. I thought we were over this. The lineup for the teen, as seen on the, f- team. the team, they wrote yeah, teen. They did. The lineup for the team, as seen on the first cover, includes Kid Cable. Oh God, I hate that. Warpath, Domino, Cannonball, Boom Boom, Shatterstar, and Deathlock. Yeah. Deathlock, why he not? Spent, he was here briefly for a little bit. He was in Remender's X-Force. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Coming out of Extermination, Domino, Shatterstar, Cannonball, and Warpath are reeling from the loss of their mentor, and they have unanswered questions. <clears throat> this is Brisone talking to Marvel, by the way. They're on the hunt for the new Kid Cable. God, I hate that. I hope that's not what they're actually <laughs> calling him. <laughs> to get those answers. Some on his head. Some just want to talk to him and find out what the hell's going on. Is he really there, Cable? Is this an imposter? It's due out Cable lad. the day after Christmas. What a great Christmas present. Cable boy. Yeah. I Extermination. I'm enjoying Extermination. I think it's fun. No, we talked about this. Yeah, we reviewed it, no, the first issue, fun. and I'm, we said that yeah. it has felt like one of the classic X-Men it felt like crossovers. old wackadoo. Like Executioner song. Yeah, that kind of very shit. time-driven, very like alternate realities. And, and I don't mind something like Kid Cable there. It just rubs me wrong when I start reading shit like that because we've been, I'm so tired of the young X-Men. Yeah, but they're going away. The young X-Men are going away. I know, regardless. No, but I think this could be fun. They're getting all their heads chopped off. I like Brisson. He's really good. Pepe Larraz is awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dylan Burnett, I recognize the name, but I can't place it. Same. Um, I'm just really happy that it's not like Kill Squad X-Force. It's X-Force, X-Force. Yeah, it's plain old X-Force. And I love it. That's cool. I love that team. I love that group together. Yeah. Uh, and anytime they want to give me more stories with Cannonball, I am. Yeah, I do. I, man, uh, he's one of my favorite characters and completely underused. One of my favorite X people and completely underused. That whole New Mutant squad, like, man, you got a movie coming out, guys. And you gave us not a bad miniseries, but a miniseries that starred two of them, three of them. Are, are Dead Souls? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Well, that had the classic New Mutants in it. Oh, Dylan Burnett does uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, no, no. X, uh, New Mutants Dead Souls was the original New Mutants. It, magic Cannibal. Oh, uh, not Cannibal. Uh, not Cannibal. Strong guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. The but New they Mutants. are related. They're fine. The, fine. the X-Force was the New Mutants. I'm not going back into this. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the new Miles Morales series. Miles Morales is back in a new ongoing series by Saladin Ahmed with art by Javier Garon. It's titled Miles Morales colon Spider-Man because why? You know. Yeah. Uh, it comes out in December and according to Ahmed it's going to kind of feel like the classic teen Spider-Man where he's like dealing with school and relationships and also punching the vulture. Yeah, totally. I'm into it. They should have just leaned into it and called it Spider Morales. <laughs> Spider Morales. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Lean into it. Here's a quote from the writer in this book. Miles will be that Spider-Man battling threats against the community and the city rather than the universe. So it'll be like more down to earth type stuff. Right, right. New York Spidey stuff. Trying to do so while dealing with grades and bullies, family, botched dates, etc. This is classic Spider-Man, but very much dealing with modern concerns and realities. Uh, First villain, 
the Rhino. Cool. I love the Rhino. I do too. Ahmed is really good. He's a great Twitter follower. Follow, by the he way. He is. He loves people that troll him. Oh, yeah. He's like a LeBron James of comics where he's just like, come at me, bro. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. Uh, he wrote um, a song about a brown guy riding Spider-Man, but it was to the tune of yeah, the yeah. Spider-Man theme it was, song. It was really good. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think this is great news. Uh, there was some... There was a lot of talk when Bendis wrapped up his run that like Miles might not continue as Spider-Man. He might adopt a different identity. I had a feeling that was Marvel was kicking that around. Yeah. Like, let's give him a, what about, what if we call him like Spider-Knight or something? You know, yeah, like, yeah, right. you know, and, um, I think that, uh, he's got that movie coming out, mm-hmm. uh, into the Spider-Verse, which looks amazing. He plays a prominent role in the just released Spider-Man, uh, PS4 game, which sold 3 million copies in three days. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, he's in the trailer. <laughs> uh, and so I think that his, uh, his Q rating is pretty high right now. Yeah, it's gotta be. I think so. <laughs> no, and this is, and this is a great place to have your young Spider-Man and your old Spider-Man side by side, you know, and then, so you can get a fix of both. I love it. And uh, Ahmed yeah. is a great fucking writer. Mm-hmm. Really good. I loved his Black Bolt. Holy shit. That book was great. Uh, he wrote the Amazing Spider-Man annual from, I think it was last week. Or maybe this week. Sorry, I don't remember what. I think it was last week. Um, but uh, it was a flashback story to when uh, Peter had the alien costume and it used to like take him out for test drives while he slept. <laughs> it was really good. Cool. Like the suit would wrap over him and then take him out and fight crime. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Let's move over to DC. Joe Patrick. Because we asked for it. Mm-hmm. The Freedom Fighters return. We asked for it very politely. I do not care about the Freedom Fighters. <laughs> I like the Freedom Fighters. DC, They're awesome. DC Comics are launching a 12-issue Freedom Fighters series by writer Robert Venditti and artist Eddie Barrows in December. I love both those guys. First reported by CBR, the series will be set in Earth-X, the alternate universe where Germany won World War II and America lives under the thumb of the Nazi regime. It's the freedom fighters in the man in Hightower. Yeah, but this was what the freedom fighters MO was originally. This is the old school freedom fighters. Uh, According to our friend Robert Venditti. Bobby V. (laughs) Bobby V. I like that. We get to see how 2018 America looks if the Germans won WWII, but also what the- Wee! (laughs) Sorry, it's woo-wee. (laughs) But also what the status of superheroes is in that kind of environment as well. It's a lot of fun because you get to just kind of build everything from scratch, yada, yada, yada. So we're going back to EarthX. We're going to have the original team. So this Human looks like Bomb, it's Phantom Lady, Black Condor, who we learned got his powers by jumping up and down until he learned how to fly. <laughs> Doll Woman and Phantom Lady, who I think I said twice. You sure did. No Uncle Sam. Well, uh, it's about them searching for Uncle Sam. Oh, okay. Uh, because, right. you know, America's been crushed under boot heels. And, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is sort of like a, a reboot. Because yeah, it's not really continuing with where the Freedom Fighters were the last time we it saw. It says they're updated versions, and I'm fine with that. Which, it's it's who, kind who of a cares? back to basics. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like these, all these characters were. Um, none of these characters were DC originals anyway. They acquired no. them. No, and very few of them even like actually popped up. I mean, like 
No, that's not true. The Freedom Fighters definitely popped up in like the mainstream DCU for a while here. Yeah, there. there were a couple of pretty high profile. Uh, I think there was an ongoing, and then a, a couple of minis. There was a couple of relaunches. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin ago. Gray did yeah. them. I, Daniel Acuna uh, drew it for a while. Yeah, it was really this cool. Was some years ago, it was cool looking. Yeah, I'm into it. I like the Freedom Fighters, and uh, it's going to tap into what Grant Morrison did in that uh, Multiversity Mastermen yeah. one shot. Or, well, he says that he be, quote, drawing from that one shot. So, <laughs> sound like you said, he says he be drawing. He says he from be drawing from it. <laughs> uh, this next bit of news is very exciting for me. DC is launching a 12 issue Martian Manhunter series. The Martian Man Grabber is back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, again, comes in December, written by Steve Orlando and art by Riley Rossmo. Perfect. Fantastic. They can get super fucking weird with this one. That's yeah, pretty cool. It's going to. Uh, this was announced via The Hollywood Reporter. It spins out of uh, his return in Dark Knight's Metal and what's going on in the current Justice League ongoing. Here's a quote from Orlando. I've been calling this my dream project online for more than a year. I started talking to DC about it at San Diego Comic-Con 2017. He's always been my favorite character since I was younger, so to be able to fire our best shot across the bow of doing an evergreen story with him... It's super exciting. It's an evergreen story. Relax. So it doesn't. That count. doesn't. That does. That's not what evergreen means. First. Doesn't count. It, it's spinning directly out of current Take continuity. It, off the board. it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, Orlando's previous experience. Mark at zero. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't nom. This is comics. There are rules. Uh, Orlando's previous experience with the character was in the Martian Manhunter Marvin the Martian one shot. Sure. So he's got, you know, yeah, he's got experience. That's probably, I bet that's why they hired him. They looked at his resume and they're like, well, wait a minute. This, guy you, wrote, this guy's written one. He's Martian. written two Martians. <laughs> two Martians at once. Hey, come on. <laughs> uh, this is going to uh, take John Jones back to his detective roots as John Jones. I think you're supposed to like John Jones. <laughs> I think you're supposed to like John Jones. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like John Jones. But then when he's human, he's John Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be solving a moita with possible connections to his home world on Mars. I mean, isn't it always, though? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this sounds great. Oh, I yeah. love the Martian Manhunter, and I was so sad with what little attention he got in the new 52 yeah putting him in Stormwatch. what Stupid. the fuck was that god it was bad erasing him from the justice league yeah give me a break dumb uh and now he's back and he's prominent and he's running the justice league yeah. it's a good time for that character and i think this is a great creative team let's look into some image and indie news our first item is a book called die from kieran gillen and stefane stefan stefan hans stefania Steph stephanie I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-E. -E. I'm saying Stefan. Stefan Hans. I doubt it's, <laughs> I doubt it's Stefan. Stefan. Okay, let's not dwell on the name pronunciation. Kieran Gillen and Stefan Hans are launching a new ongoing creator-owned series titled Die! Scheduled to launch this December from Image Comics. Die! Explores a tabletop RPG gaming tropes through a player's perspective with Gillen comparing it to Warren Ellis and John Cassidy's examination of superheroes in Planetary. So they're gonna Planetary Eyes role-playing game. Uh, editor's note, the artist's name is Stephanie Hans. That was just a typo in oh, the story. Way to go. Come on, Image. 
Stephanie Hans. There you go. Uh, I would probably blame Newsarama for that. That's where I got all this shit. Regardless. Role-playing games are part of the cultural conversation in a way they haven't been since the 1980s. What Gillen is saying is it's cool to play D&D again, basically. Yeah, man. Most Dungeons & Dragons comics either are straight satires or leaning into the fun and games of those memories. We're a lot bleaker. It's me, so it's still playful, but I take fantasy games as seriously as I take pop music. And um, that dude takes pop music way too seriously. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's definitely a music nerd, but I why would you say pop music? <laughs> that just That's his whole bag. They had Just him. say music. As seriously as I take music, you know? <laughs> but specifically, he likes pop music. Like they had those phonogram series was all about like magical pop music. It was really shit. good. Phonogram was awesome. I, I love Karen Gillan. I I'm not familiar with Stephanie Hans, but I'm she's sure she's very good. I'm sure she's very mm-hmm. good. I think this is probably going to be another really heady read in a fantasy world. Sounds like a great time. Uh, People were like immediately comparing it to Stranger Things, and he got all bent in a shape about it. He's like, "Shut up! It's not like Stranger Things." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about a uh, so it's basically a group of kids who disappear for a while, right? And when they come back, they can't talk about what happened. Oh man, it's very bad. Yeah, and it basically like ruined their lives. Um, so it's kind of like it in a way. Yeah. Uh, it meets Stranger Things. That would have made. Yeah, it feel there you better. go. Sorry, hey Gillen, I didn't mean to upset you. I meant it meets Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephanie Hans worked with him on Journey into Mystery, and she's also done some work on The Wicked and Divine. Okay, then she's very good. Mm-hmm. All right then. We've got some good news from our pals Jason Inman and Ashley Victoria Robinson. They have another new project on Kickstarter right now. It's called. Science! They landed on their feet after DC canned them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, they previously released a Jupiter Jet, which we talked about on the show. Okay. Science is co-written by Jason and Ashley with art by School of Visual Art graduate Des Pittman. Very proud of that graduate, that uh, the schooling. Well, yeah, I mean, I what guess I it's prestigious. Say? Diploma. Very proud of that diploma is what I was trying to say. It's her, it's her bona fides. I guess so. Her, her bony, her, her bony feeties. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're teaming up with Eisner-nominated Canadian publisher Bedside Press. They released uh, the recent graphic novel, The Secret Loves of Geek Girls, which was very popular. Okay. It's an 80-page original graphic novel starring a teenage girl who is smarter than anyone reading the book. Damn. Starting off with insults already. I guess so. The what the, who does she think she is? <laughs> the science school she wants to tear down from the inside and the crew. Mm, and, I'm pretty fucking smart, sweetie. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> and the cute roommate she is going to tear the fabric of space and time with. It's Harry Potter meets Star Trek all wrapped up in a comic book package. I would also argue that is Inman and Ashley. Harry Potter meets Star Trek. Sure, yeah, that's totally fair enough, yeah. Uh, Coming of age, science fiction adventure, challenge your knowledge of space and time. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds exactly like Harry Potter, but sci-fi. There you go. And it looks great. Like, the art looks great. Yeah, they Um, had a a Kickstarter, and they uh, are whooping ass on it. Yeah, all all the art up there is really good. Uh, They're saying it's perfect for all ages, especially if you're a fan of things like... uh, uh, Riri Williams, Iron Heart, mm-hmm. Iron Man, uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Big Hero Six. Sorry, comic skaters, you'll just have to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's this not one's for you. not for not you. For you. <laughs> uh, we'll put the Kickstarter in the show notes. Check it out. These guys are kicking ass on comics, and they're doing a great job. We're excited for them. Our buddy Jim Kettner uh, knows Des Pittman, and he was very excited. So the worlds were kind of colliding there. Neat. Um, but yeah. 
That sounds like fun. Our, our good friend, Tim Mayer, getting political, Joe Patrick. I know. In the new Draw Out the Vote. Oni Press is excited to announce DrawOutTheVote.com, a free state-by-state comics voting guide to view, download, print, and share. And it's available now. 52 different artists explore what voting politics and living in America means to them in this collection of black and white comics. Cartoonists from each state, plus Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico were invited to contribute (laughs) to this project, which Oni hopes will increase voter awareness and encourage comics readers to vote in the November midterm elections. I love the idea. It's awesome. Yeah, I went to it. uh, Droughtthevote.com. I went straight to Tim's comic. It's great. Great job, everybody. Great job. Yeah. It's super important. Uh, There's a lot of like information on the site about how you can get registered to vote if you're not. Yeah. And how fucking important it is please god to vote in a month or two doesn't matter doesn't Don't, listen matter. meatloaf Don't, shut up you think your vote matters do not tell people that hashtag walk away oh god <laughs> those russians they got me man <laughs> good news buffy fans buffy returns boom studios has acquired the comic book license for josh whedon's buffy the vampire slayer following 20 years of exclusivity at dark horse comics Man, they're really rubbing it in Dark Horse's face. Yeah, <laughs> eat a dick, Dark Horse. <laughs> First report of IGN, boom, plans to launch a new Buffy monthly title as well as a limited series and graphic novels. They're taking it back to high school. It looks like I old... think they're restarting. That's weird to me. Well, here's why. Because there is a new Buffy series coming, and I think they want to really yeah, but this bring is... everything up to date. I mean, it's going to be a new Slayer. I know it's not Buffy, but I think Geller is yeah, involved. Yeah. She's going to be on the show. Yeah. It's, like it's a new, continuation, though, they said. Yeah. She's going to be like a new Giles, I think, because Giles, he did. Well, if you read the comics. Spoiler alert. He's not dead. <laughs> Dark Horse's last original Buffy issue, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 12, The Reckoning Number 4, super long title, was released this week. A collection of that limited series is due out December 12th, with Dark Horse licensing expiring at the end of 2018. Dark Horse is officially in trouble. No, nah, I doubt it. It's official. I mean, they got Stranger Things. Good for them. <laughs> Why do you think it's official? I'm just worried about him, man. Uh, so Buffy is owned by 20th Century Fox, which owns a stake in Boom Studios. So that makes sense. Uh, though I think we briefly mentioned this on one of the shows when they announced that Dark Horse was losing the license. Uh, what's going to happen when Disney gets all that stuff? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Honestly. Hey, we're going to have to wait and see. We, we have talked extensively about the Marvel Universe and what that's going to look like, but... Things like Buffy, yeah. I mean, I forgot that was even part of the deal. Yeah. So, I don't uh, know. Stay tuned to the question of the week uh, this episode, because uh, we're going to touch on that. Let's get into some uh, big-time Hollywood. Heck yeah. Nerd news. Boy, oh boy, the DC Cinematic Universe is having some problems. They just can't stop slapping their fans around, <laughs> can they? This report makes it sound pretty definitive, but... Uh, I think it's still very vague. Henry Cavill has stepped down from his role as Superman. Okay, uh, the rumors, I'm, he has stepped down. The rumor is DCWB has asked Henry Cavill to be quiet until they can package this in a way that they well, can- Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, but guess what? Will Smith is your new Superman, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Neither Cavill- his agent nor Warner Brothers have confirmed yeah. these rumors. I think they've been asked um, to keep it quiet. I think uh, his agent put out a statement that's saying, don't worry about it. His The cape is still in his closet. Henry Cavill put a short video on Instagram. 
that was him like slowly rising up into the frame holding a Superman toy <laughs> to the sound of a uh, uh, da 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 woof 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 woof. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, like it's what very idiot bizarre responses <laughs> to this story. Um, back in November, the LA Times reported that Cavill was contracted to play Superman at least for one more go around. Uh, but the studio says, well, they say that it's not likely that they're going to make a solo Superman film for at least another oh, several years. The other two were so good uh, because they're focusing on <laughs> Supergirl now. Yeah, they're doing a Supergirl movie, which is fine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. Uh, another baffling thing that everyone picked up on, even though it was based on completely unsubstantiated it's, reports. It's not completely unsubstantiated. There is uh, something going on. And at the end of the Justice League movie, when Cavill was filming Mission Impossible, the whole mustache thing, I guess, was a complete debacle. I don't mean the Cavill thing. I mean who uh, they are reporting his replacement oh, is being we'll considered to be. <laughs> well, let's get to that in just a second here. But Cavill reportedly did not like the way any of that was handled, was super embarrassed by the CG. He couldn't believe they did that Yeah, because it was garbage. You know, and like also there was something along the lines of like had they waited a week, one week, he could have shaved his mustache and come back and done that piece of shit scene yeah. that they needed. But they were like, no, we need it now. Now, God damn it, now. You know, like in typical coked up DC WB, yeah, right. you know. <laughs> Uh, so another report from Deadline, and again, this was like completely, it was like three words in a story, completely right. unsupported, and no, like. Nobody really seems to know where it's coming from. Right. But uh, no one's saying it's not true either. Well, <laughs> I mean, why would, why would anyone go out of their way to say it's not true when it's just drumming up publicity? Well, you would drum, because if, if it's not true, it would look bad when it turns out not to be true. Hmm. That's why. Well, let's get to the meat of it. What they're saying is that Michael B. Jordan has been considered to replace Cavill as Superman. Uh, and that the studio is reportedly, quote, mulling a completely different direction with its Superman canon. Why the fuck not? Who cares? Hell yeah. I mean, look. White people on the internet went ape shit as usual. Look, which, my stance is you can put Michael B. Jordan in anything and I'm into it. Well, I'll, I'll take it further than that. You got white guy Superman. We just did it. You yeah. got it. You got exactly what the Snyder Bros wanted. They loved it. It was the best thing ever, right? No. It, a lot of us thought it fucking sucked. Yeah. And it got bad reviews and it didn't make as much money as they wanted to. So you got that aspect. Didn't work. Right. Do it again. Do it differently. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I, I, I don't care. I Just don't either. do it well. That's all I ask. Michael B. Jordan is a real actor. Mm -hmm. It could be interesting to see a black take on Superman. It can be on Earth X, Earth Q, Earth P. It doesn't have to do anything with anything. <laughs> Make him the real Superman. I don't give a yeah, shit. Fuck it, man. Uh, yeah, I... Oh, but don't replace... You want to drive You want to drive comic skaters really insane? Don't replace any of the other supporting class with black people. Make him, like, the token black guy in the movie. Oh. <laughs> like, Jor-El's white. <laughs> you know, like, they're just, like, everyone on Krypton is white, <laughs> except for Superman. They're, they're just in the movie theater, yeah. in the, staring at the screen, vibrating with rage. Like, why did they do this? <laughs> yeah, no, I... At this point, we've got Wonder Woman, which is all well and good, and I'm excited for the next one. Mm -hmm. I think Shazam looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but <sighs> clear the decks, guys. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Just do it. You have to. 
You, you don't have a choice. And right. don't give me this. Oh, when they release the Snyder Cut of Justice League, all will be revealed. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> Shut it. Shut up. Yeah, and stop it. fueling this shit, CBR. Stop it. It's irresponsible at this point. Yes. All right? Uh, we finally got a look at the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina trailer. And the best... Okay, my favorite part of this is we've been paying attention, and we know that Archie put out a fantastic, terrifying horror book that updated Sabrina and brought in, like, Satanism and witchcraft, and you're like, yeah, really like- gnarly shit. The rest of the world apparently had no idea that was happening because Netflix said, <laughs> hey, we're the chilling adventure. Sabrina's coming back. And everybody was just like, yay, is a talking cat going to be there? He was hilarious. And then they saw the trailer and they were like, what in the it was fuck? A, a giant horned <laughs> devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yeah. it's, it's like all the little girls who are like my wife's age now watching just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I hope Harvey's in it. He was a dreamboat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That fucking scary. That trailer People was People lost terrifying. their shit. And like there were parent groups like, this is not for kids. That's like terrifying. Like, Yes. It's not for kids. We Riverdale is not for fucking no, kids. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, there's no Satan worship or anything going on yet. Right, we don't know that, <laughs> but there will be. <laughs> no, I thought this looked absolutely kick ass. It premieres Halloween weekend on the 26th. Oh my god. Yeah, I, the casting is great. Oh yeah, I'm very excited. Oh yeah, this looks wonderful. Uh, speaking of first looks, we also got our first brief glimpse yeah. of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Yeah. Uh, originally, it was just a picture of the Joker before being Jokerified. It was just Joaquin Phoenix being Joaquin. Right. And Looking uh, all creepy. They're calling him Arthur. Yep. Which, I, every time they try to give the Joker a name, I like. Eh, yeah. I don't want to know. We don't need it. Um, but- they're insisting on this being some an, or, an origin story, so whatever. Uh, he looks f- creepy. He looks creepy as hell. Uh, and then the makeup yesterday, uh, they released a screen test uh, of. I think it was more than a screen test. Well, because, it, like, was labeled, was, it was labeled screen test, but and there then was he, music and effects and stuff. Well, yeah, a camera know. test rather is camera what they test. called it. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and uh, they showed Arthur. <laughs> They're like Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, take one. Right, I'm the Joker. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as that uh, video played, uh, like a projection of him in full costume. Well, there was like a clown face projection that kept. I think it was him though sliding around. Well, it turns out when it and then focuses. and then you and then you see then you actually see him in the makeup. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was creepy. It's a different take on the Joker makeup. Definitely. It's more clown. It's uh, a little, yeah. He's got like the triangles on his eyes, which we've never really seen on the Joker. You know, the smile is there. Yeah. Uh, so my first thought was, oh, that's different. Uh, it, but it's better than Jared Leto. No, see, where were the tattoos? You know, I mean like, how on. am I supposed to know if he's damaged or yeah, not? Yeah. I, I mean, really, where's his, where's his grill? You know, <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it like so, he's laughing right, and then in the very last second, he gets stone faced serious, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he looks like a serial killer. He yeah. looks like John Wayne Gacy. He looks really cool. I I can only hope this movie is rated R. I hope it's absolutely fucking terrifying. I hope it has nothing to do with the DCU whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing how to could. do with it. Now they've already heard rumors that they've cast. Uh, 
Thomas Wayne and stuff like that. So we know it's, it, it's directly Batman tying related, into yeah. it is Batman adjacent at least. We don't know what Batman, where Batman. I think <laughs> like, um, who Batman. I think it takes place in the seventies, is what I read. It kind of looks like it from the, some of the cost from like just what he's wearing. It looks very seventies or eighties, maybe. And my my second thought was, you know what? When they first released that image of Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. as the Joker, and it was so different than what we were used to from previous movies. Everybody hated it. Yeah, right. It took a lot of getting used to, Everyone and then it, it was like it. the best Batman movie ever made. Yeah, I fully admit, I I jerked my knee and went, what the fuck? Uh, He's and, like homeless and handicapped? Yeah, <laughs> like, so, yeah, I think, I think that this is going to be interesting. It at least looks interesting. When I first saw it, I didn't know how to feel, and uh, thinking about it and looking at it, yeah, I'm okay as long as it has nothing to do with the current DC EU. Yeah, which, there's gonna be a there's, there's gonna be a, a a credit cookie where he starts to form the Injustice Gang. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, the movie is set for release October fourth, twenty nineteen. Speaking of real trailers, we finally got a Captain Marvel trailer. Holy God! Not only did we finally get a Captain Marvel trailer, but I saw a chart of the most viewed trailers of the like the last five years. Mm-hmm. This Captain Marvel trailer dropped last week, right? Yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Dropped last week, and in a week's time, it is the fourth most viewed trailer in the last five years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> <That's> insanity. <laughs> What else is up there? Infinity War, probably. Infinity War was up there. Uh, Star Wars. I bet they're mostly superhero movies. Oh no! They're like I was telling you on the phone. We were talking about it, and I said like of the top twenty most viewed trailers, Marvel had nine. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. You know how many DC had? Zero. Zero. Yes. <laughs> they were none in the top. 20. I do remember that conversation. <laughs> uh, this uh, that trailer looked fucking amazing. Yeah, it looks incredible. And uh, it's it's set in the nineties. She's got her nine inch nails T shirt. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Samuel L. Jackson with two eyes and, yep. and young Agent Coulson. Jude Law is there. Nobody knows who he plays. Right. It's got to be Marvel, right? Uh, maybe. There was rumors of that a while ago. Yeah. I would think so. He's perfect for the he's perfect for the character. Right. You know? Monica Rambeau's mom is in it. Mm-hmm. And sh- they've confirmed that like she's got a daughter. Yeah. And so when it comes back to present day Marvel U, does that mean we're going to get... John Rambo. Photon. John Rambo. <laughs> yes. Means we're going to get John Rambo. I don't know. I, I don't know. Why not give us Photon? I'm into it. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, uh, it's so good. My favorite part of the whole thing was uh, nobody understanding why she punched that old lady. <laughs> and I'm like, let me tell you about the scrolls. <laughs> no. There was like an op-ed piece about like, oh, it's, it's not... It's a bad idea to show Captain Marvel punching out old ladies. Shut up. Give me a break. Will Ferrell punched a baby in a movie and everybody <laughs> laughed. You know, like, come on. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Very yeah. excited. And Brie Larson looks fucking awesome. The costume is great. She looks awesome. I like how she's kind of ragged. You know, she's not all de- like her hair's a little messed up and shit. And you're like, she looks yeah, like yeah, she's like, ready to whoop some ass. She's been through some stuff. Yeah. This is uh, unexpected, but sci-fi is making an adaptation of... Dark Horse's Resident Alien. Um, not that unexpected. We actually talked about this. Are you sure? About a year ago. Yeah. We did? Yeah. We, we talked about when it was optioned, but there was nothing attached oh, to it. Oh, okay. Well, now we know uh, it's going to star Firefly's Alan Tudyk. Love it. As uh, Dr. Harry Vanderspiegel, an alien stranded on Earth in the body of a human. Uh, in addition, Resident Alien will star many other people, none of whom 
I have ever heard of. I don't really recognize any of these names. I love Alan Tudyuk. Anything he's doing, I'm in. I loved Resident Alien. Resident Alien Alien is super fun. Very good book. Yeah. There is no projected premiere, but this is the perfect kind of thing for a sci-fi series because you can make something like this relatively inexpensive and make it really good. Yes, I agree. You know, and Uh, it's going to deal like high conspiracy and UFO bullshit and like, oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I love, I love sci-fi's. Uh, well, some of sci-fi is like original mm-hmm. hour-long shows like yeah. uh, Eureka and Warehouse 13. Uh, the Magicians is really good. Uh, I and can't I think, get into The Magicians. I don't know why. I can't oh, get man, into it. I really like it. Um, and this, uh, I think, will fit right in alongside those those shows. Yeah, Stargate Universe, man. That was one of the best shows they ever made. God, it's good. If you haven't seen that, watch Stargate Universe. Not enough James Spader. There was no James Spader, but go ahead. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He was in Stargate. That's that's a joke. But. In more app news, Marvel Studios is developing new shows for Disney's streaming service, which hopefully will be more than just an app that sits on your phone. Variety is reporting Disney is in early development on an ambitious plan for a number of limited series based on Marvel Cinematic Universe characters for its upcoming direct-to-consumer streaming service. Produced by Marvel Studios with Kevin Feige have, <laughs> having a hands-on role. Marvel and Disney had no comment on Variety's reporting, but the trade suggests the actors who have played the roles on the big screen will be recruited to star in the streaming limited series. Loki and the Scarlet Witch are being kicked around. Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen are reportedly two characters and actors that will receive shows along with other beloved Marvel superheroes who have yet to appear in their own standalone movies. This is a perfect idea. It's pretty big too, because we're not talking about like Marvel TV where they don't ever mention anything. No. We're talking like, you love Loki, right? It's Loki, the show. Right. Six episodes. This will be much closer to the Netflix shows where they do mention stuff like the event and everything that happened in well, New York I mean, and, and, like and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did, uh, does it as well. But, and yeah, but you know what I mean. instantly going to pull all that shit from Netflix and put it on this streaming app. You know they will. Say, well, boom, uh, again, Ours. when the agreements expire, yeah. but it might be a while. We don't know. Regardless... This is a perfect idea, and we can get finally get the Moon Knight show we wanted to see. We can finally get the Man Thing show we wanted to see. We can finally get the Pace Pot Pete origin we've been wa- waiting for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'll be thrilled if yeah. if the Trapster makes it to. We can finally get Porcupine. You know, I mean, like, I love Porcupine characters that matter. Uh, of course, it's so early that we don't know any writers or directors or any of that stuff, but they are stressing like, don't expect to see Captain America and Iron Man or anybody that's had their own movie, right? Like, we want to do new th- new stories with new characters. I love it. And also Loki, because everyone's in love with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other Marvel TV news, Alan Heinberg is reportedly developing a TV show based on, quote, lesser-known female Marvel superheroes. This is according to Deadline. Uh, it's going to be an hour-long drama. It's already been picked up for a production commitment by ABC. How did I not know that Alan Heinberg wrote Wonder Woman? Because it was a forgettable run. Oh, I no, he wrote the film. Oh, the movie. Yeah. The, he also wrote the comic. The, he did write the comic yeah. for the bit. But like, how did I not know that Alan Heinberg wrote that movie? I I don't know. I they had didn't no really clue. Per, I don't think it was uh they didn't like promote it as like Certainly. from the writer of this, you know. Of the OC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. And this new story credits him. It says Heinberg is best known as the writer of Warner Brothers Wonder Woman film as well as for a brief run on the Wonder Woman comic book. In terms of Marvel comics, Heinberg co-created the Young Avengers alongside Jim Chung. 
Uh, and I they go- didn't mention the OC. He's best known as the creator of the OC. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. At his Young Avengers run, I would argue, is the only Young Avengers run that you need to read. It the was Kieran so Gillen good. Young Avengers run is very good. No, you're right. That was good. That was good. But yeah, I mean, his those characters was have kind of- wonderful. And yeah. now those characters are just, meh, they're all over the place. Uh, Iron yeah. Lad is in Exiles. I don't know what uh, everyone else is doing. Yeah. Hulkling is somewhere. Isn't Hulkling running around with the champions or something? No, that's Amadeus Cho. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, they're both like young green dudes. So, yeah. you know, I guess all young green dudes look alike to you. Anyway, <laughs> there's your big news. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, this was a report with like very little information, but right. a female centric superhero show sounds like a fun idea to me. Kick ass. Heinberg is a great writer. Yes. And uh, I trust him with this sort of project. Don't do it on ABC. That's all I Too ask. Too late. Damn it. They're doing it on ABC. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That is all the nerd news that you missed while we were gone. There is no other news to talk about. But no. if you're an idiot and you're wrong, you can hit us up on the THN Forum's big news section. Or better yet, you can call us every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time and talk to us live on THN Cover to Cover. It's your nerdy call-in show. We can't do it without you. It's like sports talk for nerds. Call us live, 402-819-4894, or leave us a message. And people are like, Matt, you say the number so fast. How can we keep track of that? Just go to our Facebook and click call now. That's it. That's all you got to do. Or go to our website. Phone number's right friggin' there, okay? Yeah. No excuses. You can also send us an MP3 if you can't do it live. Send it to twoheadednerd at gmail.com, okay? It's not as cool as Saturday morning cartoons, but as we like to say, it might just make you internet famous. Just look at all the careers we've launched. Yeah. It'd be easy for us to rest on our laurels at this point, but that's not this two-headed nerd style. No, sir! 500 episodes in, we're going to prove to you nerds we've still got the juice by mounting Thor's goats, Tooth Nasher, and Tooth Grinder. I get Tooth Grinder, I call. That's fine. And holding on for dear life while reviewing more comics than we ever tackled before. During the 500th Ludicrous Speed Round! Ludicrous Speed! Go! Iceman, number one from Marvel. The Adventures of Young Iceman are back for five issues anyway, and Cena Grace is writing this little throwaway story like an episode of Will and Grace if it were adapted to young adult fiction. Bad art by Nathan Stockman in a story that did nothing but be sure to remind you that Iceman is still gay, which I'm fine with, but this is nowhere even near as good as the previous Iceman title. I'm giving this a leave it. But that was by the same writer, though. It's not good. I can't... I don't know what to tell you. All right. Batman the Damn It, number one from DC Black Label. Damn it. (laughs) Well, I hope you all bought a physical first print copy of this issue because that's the only way you're going to get to see the bat penis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Are you serious? I didn't get one. (laughs) DC decided to censor the art for digital and future print editions. And if you spent any time on comic sites last week, you'd think that was all this book was about. Actually, the Joker has been moitered. 
and something probably supernatural is messing with Batman's mind and memories. And his penis. And his penis, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Naturally, the only one that can help him is John Constantine. It goes without saying that this comic is unbelievably gorgeous. Lieber Mejo's painted art is dirty and gross and creepy and beautiful. Unfortunately, the story is written by Brian Azzarello. So any mood or tension that might have been present is killed by heavy-handed dialogue and terrible puns. I love Brian Azzarello. He can't write Batman. I know. He's proven time and time again he can't do it. His style has its place, and for me, that place has never been with Batman. Yeah. Skim it. 100% with you here. Moth and Whisper, number one from Aftershock. Co-created by Ted Anderson and Jen Hickman, Moth and Whisper is the story of two infamous thieves with opposite talents, told like a fairy tale that shifts gears halfway through and becomes a compelling mystery. Hickman's art is very loose, reminds me of early Tim Sale in its emotional thin line. This is a solid mystery set in the near future where cameras record our every move with a really good twist. Moth and Whisper gets a bite. Oh, I have a book very similar to that. Cemetery Beach, number one from Image. A professional pathfinder, his only ally, a disaffected young murderess, breaks out of a torture cell in pursuit of his worst extraction scenario ever. Escaping on foot across a sprawling and secret off-world colony established a hundred years ago and filled with generations of lunatics. More lunatic brilliance from the mind of Warren Ellis with spectacular art by his trees collaborator, Jason Howard. Cemetery Beach, number one, is exciting, funny, a little nuts, and beautifully drawn. It's a buy it. 1975, number one from Image. It's actually called MCMLXXV, number one. It is the clunkiest title ever. I don't know what That's the thinking. same thing. It's I the know. same thing. Writer Joe Casey recently called artist Ian McEwen, and he said, hey, let's make a comic book with the biggest, most violent fight scene since, I don't know, the intro to Gangs of New York, but we'll give this book the spirit of the beloved 70s cult gang movie. The Warriors. What we got was MCM LXXV, which is Roman numerals for 1975. We already said that, though. And holy shit, this comic book rules. <laughs> Casey infuses monsters, movies-inspired street gangs, and a badass cabbie with an enchanted crowbar into the biggest, most violent comic book I have read in a long time. I cannot give this a bigger buy-it. It was so good. That's a very solid homage to Matt Wagner's Mage as well. Oh, yeah. It's all there. Low Road West, number one from Boom. In the aftermath of a nuclear first strike that has left the East Coast uninhabitable, five teenagers are abandoned in the middle of the Oklahoma Dust Bowl and are forced to make their own way to civilization. Imagine Mad Max Year One, where society is still trying to hold on, but it's starting to crumble fast. Plus, some creepy sci-fi elements as well. This was a pretty fun story by writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and artist Flaviano. Where's Flaviano been? I miss that guy. The kids are diverse, with interesting personalities, and the world they're building is dangerous and creepy, I am definitely on board for more Low Road West. It's a buy it. Do we know if Flaviano is a guy? Flaviano could, I guess, could be anything. 
Yeah, I really don't know. Flaviano could be a fucking idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a metaphor. Flaviano is a metaphor. Olivia Twist, number one from Dark Horse. Those damn social justice warriors did it again. This time, they made Oliver Twist and his supporting characters all girls. Is nothing sacred in a futuristic retelling that's openly feminist propaganda with awesome art by Emma Vicelli. Yeah, a woman. Writers Darren Strauss and Adam Delva turn Oliver's tale into the story of an orphan girl that would grow to a leader that would change her dystopian future world, and it was excellent. Olivia Twist, not all men, am I right? <laughs> Olivia Twist gets a buy it. Oh, wait. That didn't work out the way I thought it was. No, no, no. I really enjoyed it. Dick Tracy, <laughs> Dead or Alive, number one from IDW. Artist Rich Tommaso teams with the Allred family, like the entire Allred family, to resurrect one of my childhood favorites, and it's exactly what you'd expect. A sincere homage to the square-jawed comic strip detective of the 1940s. It is a little icky to read heroic characters gleefully sending criminals to the electric chair in today's cultural climate, but... Yeah, you know what? Context is everything. Yeah, what else are you going to do with Chairhead Chippendale? You know, like, that guy's got to go to the chair. <laughs> Chairface. Chair pardon face. me, Chairface Chippendale. My bad. I really enjoyed this, and you can tell the creators really enjoyed making it. Dick Tracy, Dead or Alive, gets a buy it. I really liked it, too. It was cool as shit. Impossible Incorporated, number one of five from IDW. J.M. DeMattias introduces readers to Number Horowitz. I love that name. And her team of interdimensional explorers that ride a train, the non-local express, through time and space. This young adult comic is equal parts Fantastic Four meets Doctor Who with a younger cast, of course, and great animated art by Mike Cavallaro. This was cute. It was fun. It was action-packed. I'm giving it a buy it. Immortal Hulk, number six from Marvel. This book is so goddamn good. It's probably my favorite series Marvel is producing right now. Al Ewing has taken the Hulk concept and pushed it in a really scary new direction. In this issue, Bruce discovers that some very mighty people have learned he's back from the dead following last issue's battle with Sasquatch, but they don't know that Hulk and Banner aren't the only ones inside that body. Gross. Bright, happy, Former Batgirl artist Lee Carbet absolutely <laughs> kills it. He kills it with amazing and terrifying art. Immortal Hulk number six gets a huge buy it, but do yourselves a favor and pick up the first five issues as well if you haven't yet. I gotta catch up. It's so fucking Gotta good. catch up. Gamma, number one of four from Dark Horse. Eric Faritas and Ulysses Faritas are two creators I've been following for a while due to their absolute weird take on storytelling. I love their Mad Max starring a super-powered kid in the pages of Motro at Image. You may have heard me gush about it here before. Here, the two give us their take on Pokemon in a world of Japanese kaiju. Sort of a uh, what-if-Power-Rangers villains were Pokemon. <laughs> the story brought the weird, and Farina's art is perfect for this manga-inspired tale. But the script is just almost too bizarre to follow, with narration by characters that I couldn't even fucking identify at times. It's Maybe it's just too smart for me, but I have to give it a skim it right now. The Wrong Earth, number one from Ahoy Comics. Man, I've been there. <laughs> 
Imagine if the Adam West Batman switched places with the Batman from The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. That's the high concept of The Wrong Earth, where plucky crime fighter Dragonfly Man steps through the looking glass, swapping worlds with the anti-hero oh Dragonfly. <laughs> this great. was fantastic. The tone of writer Tom Pyre's script is pitch perfect, matching the two properties it homages. Jamal Eigel does a great job on art, filling the book with both campy and grim and gritty versions of the characters. This book packs a ton of content for the price as well. It's got backup stories, interviews, illustrated prose by Grant Morrison, and more. The Wrong Earth number one was awesome, and it gets a huge buy it. Ahoy Comics, coming up. Look at them. Stranger Things number one from Dark Horse. Jody Hauser writes this comic chapter of Stranger Things that is supposed to flesh out Will's unseen journey in season one. Here, Will finds himself stuck in the upside down dimension, recounting his Dungeons and Dragons skills to survive while we get flashbacks of his gang playing. Not a whole lot goes down other than that. And the art by Stefano Martino was not great. And we already know how this story ends. I'm not sure why I'd need to come back for more. And Jody Hauser's narration took me out of any creepiness she was trying to create. I have to give this a skim at best. Friendo, number one from Vault Comics. Set in a near future world where viral marketing and social algorithms dominate every aspect of life, Friendo stars Leo, a down-on-his-luck actor with a high-tech virtual reality friend named Jerry. What sounded great at first quickly goes very wrong. I had a lot of fun with this bizarrely violent tale by writer Alex Packnadel and artist Martin Simmons. Packnadel's prophetic satire of a world run by marketing is spot on, and his dialogue is quick and clever. The art by Simmons, who you might know from uh, Punk It's Not Dead, from uh, Black Crown. Oh yeah, love it. It's great, with uh, wonderful colors by D. Kniff. It's bright and intense. Vault is putting out some good stuff, and I'm interested to see where this one goes. Friendo number one gets a buy it. You're my friendo, Joe, but you are not my high-tech virtual reality friendo. No, I am an IRL friendo. (laughs) It's even better. No, no, I'd prefer the high-tech virtual reality one, I'll be honest. Heroes in Crisis, number one of seven from DC. Oh, boy. I have opinions. Heroes in Crisis, number one from DC. The first thing you'll notice when you open this miniseries is the amazing art by Clay Mann. It's very pretty. He has made a major jump in talent level, and he was fucking incredible here. I, I had to look back and say, I read the book and was just like, oh my God, I am blown away. How come I can't recognize this artist? And I looked and saw his Clay Man, and it I could not believe what he did here. Booster and Harley Quinn had checked into a super secret superhero rehab center full of robots to help heroes with PTSD. But one of the two of them seems to have murdered everyone that had been admitted. There's a great mystery brewing by writer Tom King, and I cannot say enough about man's art. Seriously, he has improved so much. I know why Joe Patrick's upset, but it's a spoiler if we go into it. I am giving the first issue a bite. Uh, I feel like this uh, issue was written by committee 
and I felt nothing when I read it. Oh. It's a skimmit. I had fun with it. Justice League Odyssey, number one from DC. Speaking of a book that felt like it was written by a committee. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> shit. In the wake of Justice League, no just, um, pardon me, in the wake of Justice League, ain't no justice no more. I didn't want to correct you. Ain't no yeah. justice no more. <laughs> uh, a team comprised of Cyborg, Starfire, Jessica Cruz, Azrael, and Darkseid has formed to investigate the mysterious Ghost Sector. I was excited for this book when it was announced. So was I. But something about it just felt off. It wasn't working for me. Joshua Williamson's script is so full of exposition, explaining the events of Dark Knight's Metal, and then No Justice, and then what's happening in this very issue, instead of letting the art do some of the storytelling. Stepjian Sejic's art didn't click with me either. Yeah, and he's so good. I don't he's get He's clearly it. very talented, but some of his figures and backgrounds look weird or rushed, especially if they had, like, digital effects. It just looked rushed. I know that this issue was delayed two months, and it had to be redrawn, so maybe that was part of it. Justice League Odyssey isn't a bad book, but it didn't really connect. But I didn't really connect with it. I'm giving it a statement. Conspiracy theory. I think they made them completely rewrite this because of something that changed in Dark Knight's Metal or something. Because it, it just... It just felt like they completely redid the whole second half. It was bizarre. I, they definitely did. Like, that's that's common knowledge. Yeah. Like, Sedgwick had to redraw the whole thing. That's why the book was so late. Yeah. It's, I don't know what happened there. Star Trek versus Transformers number one from IDW. The cast of the short-lived 1970s animated Star Trek meet the Transformers, and some fun ensues. There was a couple... <laughs> There's a couple eye-rolling moments, like when Mr. Spock says, Hold your fire, Mr. Sulu. There may be more to this situation than meets the eye. Of course. Oh, barf. Yeah. Kirk and the crew hook up with Optimus, and the Klingons end up palling around with Megatron. The feel of both classic cartoons is captured here, but the story just didn't do much for me. I'm not even sure who this is for. I'm giving this a skim it. High Heaven, number one, from Ahoy Comics. This is the second release from Ahoy Comics, again written by Tom Pyre, with art by Greg Scott. Chronic malcontent David Weathers is dead, yet somehow he finds himself in heaven. Whoops. Yeah, turns out heaven sucks, and everyone there hates him. I've been saying that for years. I love the concept, and Pyre is able to shift gears from the superhero story of the wrong earth to the satire of high heaven without missing a beat. So it's like the opposite of the good place? Yeah, kind of. Greg Scott's art is really fantastic. And like the wrong earth, this issue is packed with backup content. I am really excited about what Ahoy is doing and they are two for two so far. I'm giving high heaven a buy it. Wow. Infinity Wars. Colon, Iron Hammer, number one from Marvel. The Infinity Raps are here, and Al Ewing writes this fairly boilerplate origin of the Iron Man 4 origin. While the solicit for this book with art by Humberto Ramos and Stark Odinson getting kidnapped by the Ice Giants, 
actually turns out to be art by Ramon Rosanas and Iron Thor getting kidnapped by the Dark Elves <laughs> after <Whoops>. being poisoned. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yikes. I don't know if they just didn't talk to each other. They changed or whatever. The reader is fine, but it does nothing for the Infinity War stories. And it's over next issue. So why not just call this the return of Amaglam? I really don't care. I'm going to skim it. Maneaters, number one from Image. The Mockingbird creative team reunites for an allegorical story that's part Handmaid's Tale, part B-movie sci-fi. A mutation in toxoplasmosis, which is a real virus found in cat poop, yep. causes menstruating women to turn into ferocious, flesh-eating wildcats. Well, is that already what happens? Hey, I know. Writer Chelsea Kane's script touches on a lot of different themes like a woman's right to have agency over her own body, and it asks how much control can the government exert on its citizens in the face of crisis. It's an interesting story, likable characters, great art from Kate Niemcheck and Rochelle Rosenberg. Maneaters gets a buy it. That is your ludicrous speed round, and that is, is this? That's the best you have ever done reading Thank the Monopoly. <laughs> it is the sound of something very, very bad happening to Nightwing, as seen in the pages of this week's Batman number fifty-five. Let me guess, he soiled himself. It may have come out last week. Time <laughs> is a flat circle. We don't really know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to submit an onomatopoeia of the week, hit us up on any of our social media or send an email to two at a nerd at gmail.com. With the coming of the fall solstice, it comes time to also plan a sacrifice. And this year, I find myself in pretty deep with some truly eldritch bookies that I have uh, promised Joe's immortal soul to make up for some of my more losing wagers. But there's no reason he needs to know, okay, guys? Why are you whispering? What? Oh, hey, buddy. I, I didn't see you there. I was just getting the nerds excited for our uh, picks for next Wednesday. Uh, and Joe, what is your must-read pick for next Wednesday? I don't like this. <laughs> My pick for next week is Blackbird, number one, from Image Comics, written by Sam Humphreys, with art by Jen Bartell. It's 32 pages for $3.99. Here is The Solicit. Sorry, Mrs. Baum is updating us with it. Thank you, sweetie. We're recording. <laughs> yeah, hey, you wanted to know. In this neo-noir fantasy, Nina Rodriguez is positive. Neo-noir. Oh, and Rodriguez, I'm sorry. Yeah is positive that a secret magic world ruled by ruthless cabals is hiding just beneath the veneer of Los Angeles. Ooh, right in the cabals. <laughs> the problem, <laughs> everyone thinks she's crazy. The bigger problem, she's not crazy, she's right. Can she unravel the mystery before the great beast catches up with her? Oh my damn. I'm hearing very, very good things about this series. I am too. Uh, I am excited to read it. Blackbird number one from Image Comics. There you go. My pick goes to The Lone Ranger, number one from Dynamite, written by Mark Russell of Flintstones fame, and Bob Q, who just did the art Bobby for Q. James Bond, The Origin, which I reviewed on the show, and I friggin' loved. That art was incredible. 32 pages for $3.99. Here's your solicit. A sparkling new adventure from Multiple Eisner Award nominee Mark Russell, The Flintstones, and Bob Q, The Green Hornet, 66 Meets the Spirit. He's done stuff way better than that. 
1883, the advent of barbed wire is creating havoc in Texas, in the Texas panhandle. A corrupted state senator conspires with dirty ranchers to make land unnavigable for open rangers and native tribes, passing new laws allowing cattlemen to kill anyone caught cutting the wire. Good people are getting hurt, and the lone ranger must act. But to truly stop... Jesus. <laughs> but to truly stop this rampant villainy, he'll need to go all the way to the top and rely on an old friend for help. Featuring Brilliant Silver Foil Logo! <laughs> That's right. Foil logos are back, folks. Heck yeah. Just in time. Oh yeah, DC's going to have a bunch of foil covers in a few months. Mm, it's going to be great. And his old friend, Red Sonia. <laughs> Probably. It's Vampirilla. A, it's a dynamite book, so he has yeah. a 50% chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The THN Trade of the Week goes to Tyler Cross, Black Rock. It's a hardcover graphic novel. Novel. Graphic novel. <laughs> it's a hardcover graphic novel from Titan Comics' Hard Case Crime Imprint. We've reviewed a lot of books from them, and they do good stuff. They have been good. It's written by Fabian Nuri, with art by Bruno. Which I picture like the gay Borat character. Bruno. Yeah. I mean, it's complete with an umlaut over the U. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I could not find how many pages it was. I couldn't either. For it's $24.99. May or may not be a deal. You're right. I don't know. Here's your solicit. From the writer of The Death of Stalin and Death to the Tsar, a gritty 1950s gangster thriller. Tyler Cross lives his life on the knife's edge, but never shows the slightest sign of losing his cool. Guns, drugs, and the occasional well-placed explosive combine with trip-off-the-tongue hard-boiled noir dialogue to make this an unforgettable plunge into the dark side of the American dream. Is trip-off-the-tongue a thing? I don't know. I... I think these dudes are European. Yeah. I think the solicit writer is European too. Uh, there were a lot of like very strange words strung together. Yeah. Um, but I love hard boiled, like crime detective, oh, yeah. like uh, uh, Richard Starks Parker. And this hard case crime imprint has been really good. Yeah. It's cool. So this sounds really good. And there's a, another one coming out a few months later. Uh, it's in the new previews. So I think this is going to be like a series of graphic novels. I'm excited to check it out. Totally kick butt awesome. Don't forget nerds. New comic book day is just one week away. So call your retailer. Get these comics added to your pull file right friggin' now. We'll start searching that area immediately. The DC Universe app launched... I think it was a week ago. It was a week ago today. Okay. This uh, is a reminder for me to play the Dungeons and Dragons theme. <laughs> okay. it's, the, it's the DC Universe app, right? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> and we camped out in front of the DC headquarters in Burbank for 10 damn days to be the first to get our hands on it. That's right. It was only when the DCU app actually launched, we were told that it can be downloaded on any phone or tablet. Which, I mean, anyone could have made that mistake. Yeah. Okay, so. How are we supposed to know? Yeah. So we jumped in the THN Fantastic Car and sped back to the ziggurat where we would spend the next 72 hours exploring everything the DCU app has to offer. Matt, we've never pretended to be good tech reviewers, but if, it's, if it gets us free shit, I'm saying screw it. Right on. Let's pretend we're tech bloggers and give these nerds the official review of the DC Universe app. I just downloaded the DC Universe app to my BlackBerry. 
ooh, a couple days ago, I think. It is not running well you're, at you're all. You're Palm Pilot. Yeah, it is not running well. It's, <laughs> it, I can't get the videos to play on my Razer flip phone. <laughs> so yeah, the DC app hit. It is available in uh, your Google Play or your iTunes App Store, anywhere you can find quality apps. One place you will not find it is on your desktop, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. I think they're going to roll out new versions for new platforms. I suppose, but like you can't even access it like through the web or something. You can yeah. access it through the web. You oh, can you go can? to dcuniverse.com and log in. Okay, so that is where the app lives on the web? Well, it's not an app. It's just a website, but... But it has everything that the app has. It's got all the comics. Um, now, I did not... I was not able to get the videos to play on the web browser, but I was able to read comics. Okay. See, I, I don't think it's the same, but It's anyway. the same. Like, it looks exactly the same. So let's start with just the basics. Streaming. There's a bunch of video content on here, TV shows, movies. I'm not going to say an overwhelming amount. I'm a little shocked that not every animated film they've done is on there. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, like, why are some of them there? There's, like, and- 20 of the, like, 60 that they have put out so right. far. Why are they not all there? So for the things that are missing, I think are it comes down to who currently has the streaming rights. They and absolutely I'll, have the streaming rights to all their animated films. No, a lot of those animated films ended up on Netflix. And so those films might be tied up in, in rights issues at the moment. Get them back before you launch the app. It's the same thing with Dis- the Disney, uh, upcoming Disney app and the Netflix shows. Right. They're not going to be able to put those Netflix shows on the Disney app. Well, who knows when the Disney app is going to actually hit. Maybe by then they'll have that figured out. I don't know. It seems odd to me that it's not all there. It, it just... Yeah. I mean, and, I get it. But. Right. You know, and, and not every TV show is there either. Like Smallville is noticeably not present because it's still on Hulu or whatever. Right. Uh, the Flash is here. None of the CW shows are there. No, well, you've got Birds of Prey, which was terrible. Nobody ever needs to watch it again anyway. Yeah. So you've got... The Superman movies. This is very bat heavy. Lots of Batman stuff. Uh, it launched on Batman Day, so right. like they're really playing up. You the got Batman the Nolan angle. Bat movies. You've got some of the old school Bat movies, but not all of them. Like Batman, uh, the first Batman is not there. Batman the Forever. The first Batman is there. Is, there. is it? Mm-hmm, but I don't know if all of them. Batman are. Forever is there. Which <laughs> hey baby, kiss from a rose. Right. <laughs> we don't know. We need to go back there. But there is some noticeable gaps in content. Streaming is fine. It looks good. Yeah, the streaming works well. It's pretty typical. You can kick it to your TV if you have Apple Share. I'm sure I don't have an Android device, but I'm sure the Google Play works as well. I will say uh, TV shows don't automatically... You don't have the choice to autoplay TV shows, which is pretty much available everywhere else. I don't understand why it's not here. So we talked about this a little bit before the show. I, I kind of enjoy the idea that it just stops and then lets you I decide what fine. to do next because I hate uh, everything auto-playing on Netflix every second of the goddamn But you can also turn that, that on, on and off if you, you can't. Like... On Netflix, you can't? I don't... Netflix? I've never seen a yeah, setting that sure says turn off. I don't mean progressing from one episode to the next. Right. I mean like... I'm just browsing, man. I want to look at the sun. I want to look at the posters. That's different. And every time I stop for more than a millisecond, I got some damn trailer queuing up. I don't want that shit. That's different. We don't. And of course I don't want that on the app either. I'm just saying there was nothing that blew me away. It's fine. The streaming is fine. And there's not a lot of as much content as I thought there would be. I think that, but it is there. 
we'll mean, get into, let's go into like our opinions. I mean, let's just yeah, go yeah. through piece by piece. The comic reader. It's fine. Looks good. It behaves like a normal comic reader. Uh, they do have the guided view. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I couldn't figure out how to turn that off. Um, if you if you tap on the screen, okay. uh, the options will appear, and then you can just select- Oh, and so you can go panel by panel. Yep. That's cool. It, yeah, it's very similar to the Comixology guided view. I like that. Um, I will say content, weird. There's, a, again, a lot of Batman stuff. Very bad heavy. Uh, there, there are- Lots of interesting, like obscure, like yeah, Hitman is on there. There's plenty of good stuff to read here. It's just an odd choice, and it feels like they reached into a late '90s to mid 2000s bag, and went, yeah, that'll work, and just threw it on the app. Well, there's also like like All Star All Star Squadron is on there. Yeah, there there's some strange older stuff. But one issue, right? What is the point? Right, um, Dark Knight Returns. One issue. Yeah. What is the fucking point? But 34 issues of Batman and the Outsiders. Right. I and mean, Aquaman and the others. The whole thing is yeah. there. Uh, yeah. There's <laughs> a know? lot of new 52 stuff. Yeah. Which, so like, I don't get it. Is, it. is it just that like we haven't made it around to digitizing those files yet? Yeah. No, that can't be true because there's more stuff on Comixology than this. Well, uh, yes, exactly. Right. And there are modern modern trades of right. everything on the app. And it's all digitized. So I know that you've got digital files that you can kick up there. Right. Of like the whole run of All-Star Squadron. So it's a weird choice. There, it, yeah. So and far. so like, and the, and the, and, and it's not just the limited uh, issues. It's the omissions like mm-hmm. JSA All-Stars, which was a spinoff book of JSA. Right. Is on there in some capacity. I didn't check and see if it was the whole run. Uh, as is Justice Society of America, which was the second volume mm-hmm. where Jeff Johns came back. What's not there? JSA. Yeah, the first volume. It's not there. Right. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. Why only 36 issues of Starman? Yeah, like who chose, wh- how they're choosing this seems really odd. I looked at the Starman selection and I'm pretty sure it cuts off in mid-story. And like, who is it? for who's this supposed to excite with with comics like just random not even runs just numbers of comics who are you trying to impress with yeah it's like it it would be one thing if it was like here's the whole first trade of book x sure or and at the end of it it says interested in more there's eight more volumes you can find them here or even just here's this story at least i would get that i wouldn't like it but i would get it right why on earth do you only have one issue of dark knight returns on there yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah but like the entire run almost of batman shadow of the bat i read the first two issues of batman shadow of the bat this morning i had never read them i don't think it is the entire run i think it's like the first it's like the first 36 or something uh i think uh the entire run of uh, Legends of the Dark Knight is yeah, on there, though. Yeah, that is up there. Um, Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of Birds of Prey issues, not all of them, and weird where they start and stop and jump right. back in. It's not, like, consecutive. I don't get it at all. It's just, it's it's odd. And I didn't expect that this was going to be like, here's the entire DC universe. Right. Of, I didn't expect that. I, I thought, but what I was expecting was- But this doesn't was, make sense. Here are the titles we've chosen. Here's our curated right. selection. right. Complete runs of the books yeah. we've chosen. Like there's stuff that's- Or complete storyline. storyline or highlighting this creator or highlighting this character in this storyline. Like something that makes sense at least. Yeah. It's- This is just, here's a smattering of DC comic books, a lot of which are Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like basically. Um, there's hardly any Superman stuff on there. No. 
hardly any. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I know that they've said that they're going to add new comics every week, just like Marvel Unlimited does. And that's great. But if it's just going to be random bullshit. Yeah. It's just. What sense does that make? I don't understand the decision behind it's the selection. It's really strange. Let's move on to the encyclopedia. I like the idea of the encyclopedia. It's a really cool. Like here's the, all your favorite DC characters and here's their powers, their origin and whatnot. But it's not even that some of them are just a blurb. You know what I mean? Like, like if you look at arsenal, I looked at and, and it was like, okay, let's see what they've got. And they've got arsenal and he was Roy Harper and here's where he's from. And here's his origin and all that. I was like, Oh, cool. Oh, amethyst has a page. Here is a paragraph about amethyst. And that's it. It depends on the character. It like, depends on the character. Um, I think, uh, nothing has hyperlinks in it. That nothing is linked even within the app. Like why not? If you're going to give me a page on that encyclopedia that says related media, or related topics or whatever. Why not? When I click on that, here's a bunch of the comics you can read on the app. That I think that's in. I think that's the intention. I don't think that they've finished it. The button doesn't even work on a lot of characters. Yeah, you, uh, under the related uh, content, it's yeah. just like forum discussions, right? And it like, and we'll get to the forum discussions in a minute. Those are great, but like, it's basically a more limited Wikipedia. Is all it is. It's like they took stuff directly from Wikipedia took out the hyperlinks and took out a lot of the information that you might want to read. <laughs> yeah. Like, so if you're reading, uh, if you're reading about, uh, the history of, um, Oh, I uh, randomly, I was looking at the encyclopedia and I'm like, Holy shit. Halo is on here. Halo right. from the outsiders. I was like, okay. And I clicked on it and it was a pretty robust origin of Halo. Right. And, like why, whenever they mention another character, just like when you're on Wikipedia, hyperlink it. Why isn't Batman underlined? Why isn't Katana yes. underlined? Or how come? Or, or how come I can't like click on that and be like, here's all the books that we have on the app that he's in. Right. You know, like come on, this information is out there, and you guys have it too. Don't tell me you don't have fucking databases of this shit. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. The encyclopedia as it is right now, pretty worthless. I mean, if you're like a basic, basic, basic newbie to DC. But even then, it's just got, Google it and find a Wikipedia article that's way better. Well, sure. But I mean, you're in the app. I suppose. You've just read a comic. You're Fine. like, what's that? I'll like, link it to it's Wikipedia. It's got then. some merit, but it's not very good. The community is a joke right now. It's obviously interns posting discussions like top you, 10 best Bat villains. You should have seen it on day one. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, boy. It's like there's no looked, responses at all. I looked at all. I looked at those topics and I was like, and it was like favorite thing about the DC universe. I was like, uh, some thing. Yeah. Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Favorite feature. And it's like, and, it, and you'd look at the, like it would uh, have the uh, little word balloon that shows how many comments there are. And it would be like 57 comments. I was like, I don't think so. No. Uh, this app has been up for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not heavily moderated at all. I posted, uh, I like to fart because it feels good in the arsenal discussions and it immediately <laughs> went up and no checks and balances whatsoever. So this could become like 4chan real quick if they're not careful. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the community is pretty much worthless. Uh, the news section I also found extremely worthless. It's like, it's not even, this would be a good place for them to put up any of the news that they are shooting out to any of the comic sites. Put it here. Right. Put links to those comic sites with the news or whatever. Or keep it keep it there. Fine. I don't mm -hmm. care. Just put your press releases out or some shit like that. Right. This was like, 
maybe a paragraph, obviously written by an intern. Like, Stargirl is back in the spotlight in DC this week when we're looking at Stargirl in the pages of JSA All-Stars or whatever. Like, I mean, it's not real news. Well, but that was a news story this week, that they cast Stargirl for the upcoming show. Oh, I didn't even look at that. I, I apologize. But uh, make it an aggregator or something where it's just like catching all the DC news stories from all over the web, you know, and and maybe it has like tweets from DC creators and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I you mean, it do should, so like, much more with DC. it. DC.com, DCComics.com. Right. They put up their own news. Yeah. And just make it they a are like that. articles there uh, in a lot of cases, it'll be articles or the press releases. Right. But it's all the stuff that you see on Newsarama yeah. where it's like, we announced this book. Here's a quote from Steve Orlando. Make the news section here, a portal directly to that, to that web page. Not hard. I work at a company where we do that all day <laughs> or just repost it. Yeah. Like if, if you don't want people to leave the app, just Fine. post the same goddamn repost co- it. Yeah. Content. It's it's pretty much worthless. Uh, my DC is like where you have all your downloaded comics. It keeps track of your videos you've watched and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. I will say each of these categories, like if you go into comics or you go into movies and TV, there's just like a random smattering of like what's hot, latest, and da da da, and you have to go through like two button pushes to get to an actual search. Where if you just want to like browse everything, it's two pages deep and kind of hard to find. Yeah. And at first the, I looked at it and it was like, this is in no order whatsoever. Like, really? That I don't that happened at first. Uh so when I first got access, it was just on the web browser because they had not released the iPhone app yet. Right. Uh and I went immediately to the comics page and it loaded all those little squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, f- no, it had all the trending stuff. It's like Batman this, Batman that. Uh, here's what's trending. And if you scrolled way down, you got the button that said Browse All Comics. Right. So you click it, and then it loads up all the title uh, images, and they were random. Yeah. Random. No, like alphabetical order? Seriously? Yeah. You didn't think that we might want that in alphabetical order. And then <laughs> as I scrolled down, and the page was still loading images, right. it would jump back up. Yeah. To where I was, I had already, like, I had to, like, scroll, 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 just to get through the list. Sure. Because it kept, it was so glitchy. And I'm not sitting here making an app. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, making an app's easy. When the app came out. It's easy, right? When the app came out, they were in alphabetical order. Right. And I didn't have any problems. Yeah. So, I think it was just, like, on the web, the experience is different. It's It's still a little glitchy, though. I mean, there's still some little things that are going on, and I'm sorry, there's no excuse for that. There is no excuse for that. So let's You let's, are Warner Brothers. You are a you're a giant in the industry. I know people that are making apps for phones that they release day one that work perfectly fine and it's a team of two people. Yeah. You know, I mean like there's just no excuse for that. So let's take all of these all these things, the idea that there's content but it's limited in very strange ways. Right. Um there's uh character information again way up and down. Very limited. Uh community that's very sparse. Uh, the community thing I can I can understand it's brand new. And that that'll flourish. I, I'm sure. But Maybe. Like, we'll see. A spotty news section that's not yeah. being used to its full potential. All of those things come together and it makes me think they pushed this app out before way too fast. It was ready. Yeah. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you trying to beat? Like what, what right. was the idea? Like, they've already been beaten. They're the last ones to market with this sort of thing. Sure. You, like everyone is ahead of you. So maybe you want to do it really well. Right. Because right now 
if this were a free app, I wouldn't bitch at all. But for oh, well, sure. Seven bucks a month? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Absolutely so, not. I will not pay seven bucks a month for this. So they they paid, uh, pardon me, they offered a, a pre-order deal. Uh, it was $74.99 for the year. And with that year, you got three free months. So it was 15 months for 75 bucks. Right. Which is a considerable savings if you confront the money mm-hmm. uh, all in one go. Uh, and I have confidence that uh, it will get better. But in this case, I think early adopting is you're, not you're, a great idea. You're being punished for it. And yeah. there's no reason why they couldn't have just waited and said, hey, we're going to launch the same day as this piece of shit Titan show that's coming. Sure. So you Give would, it an extra month. So you at least get that. You at least right. get the excitement. If you want to watch the Titans, you have to download this app. You know, right. And on day one, there is original content you can't get anywhere else. And maybe we'll overlook some shit. And I look, don't know. And but, I'm not I'm not saying like there's a ton of things to look at. Yeah. There are like all of the Jack Kirby Fourth World stuff is on there. Which is cool. Like there's a ton of good books to read. Yeah. There's a ton of great shows and movies to watch. There's enough there to justify an expense. But the reason why things are the way they are, the reason why the selection is so weird, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, and if it if it was a if it was a marketing decision where it was like we're gonna give you a taste and then push comic sales, then give it to us for free. I get for it for the first six months. Yeah, I get it. Like I would understand that, but like there's no, I don't understand what three issues of anything is gonna serve. No. How that's gonna what they should have anybody. done if they launched this three for the for the first three months. It's free. Everybody yeah. try it free. If there was a trial, for three months, a free trial, yeah. No one would be bitching. No one would complain. But it's not finished. There's not enough content. The content that is there is strange as hell. It seems pretty poorly thought out if you look at other like all-encompassing apps and how they tie. And like, there is nothing that ties into anything outside of the app. There's no Facebook to log into. There's no Twitter to merge into it. You know, anything like, why not? Why not be like? Set it up so whenever I start reading a book, it says Matt Baum is reading Shadow of the Bad issue, whatever you know, on through the DC app on Twitter. Yeah. You know, like I mean, make that this, a, guys. part of a social experience. Yeah, it's it seems very closed. It seems very limited, and I'm saying it's not worth seven dollars a month right now. Not yet. Not yet. It just isn't. Um, there was something that I did forget to mention about uh, the comic section is that if you make it all the way to the bottom to find the browse all button, uh, there is a a little note at the top uh, that says, can't find the books you're looking for? The full DC Comics digital library will be available for purchase in October. What does that mean? I don't know. So you, you, you pay $7 for this fucking app and then you get to buy your comics within the app? Well, I don't think, I mean, I think it will still have the, I think it will still have the content that they give you. Plus in-app purchases? Plus in-app purchases. That is insanity. That's um, in sheer insanity. Yeah, and like again, you buy an app to buy books. Nobody was expecting the full eighty plus years of DC Comics to be on this app. Marvel Unlimited is is limited, right? (laughs) Ironically, in a similar fashion, though they are their catalog is much deeper. Yeah, much, and they are adding consistently adding new comics. All of their new comics, right? Hit the app six months later. So like everything, literally everything, everything, right, right. Like, so you don't, you don't have to worry that like, oh man, I was, I was really enjoying, um, uh, 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 Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. And it just vanished. 
And I said, you know what? I'm just going to get the app and it's not on there. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. If they can make it the same price as Marvel Unlimited, have more comics, just basically do exactly what It Mar- is the same price as Marvel Unlimited. Okay. Oh, no, Marvel Unlimited is nine nine is nine ninety nine a month. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was cheaper. No. Regardless, you, if you were to get rid of the video and movies and video here and just do the comics and do it right, would you feel better? Yeah, I would. I absolutely would, too. Um, oh, I don't need the, I don't need the movies and random movies and videos here. I don't fucking need it. So here's an update. Uh, All Star All Star Squadron in the week's time since I looked at it. It now has 13 issues. Oh, hey, uh, I swear to God, it had one when I first looked at it. Yeah, but like three issues of action comics. Yeah, what? there's just no excuse to not be ready to launch this and to launch it for a price. All you're going to do is piss people off right now. I mean. I'm not pissed because I didn't pay for it. Whatever. I'm stealing yours <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no. I paid myself back. But we did pay for it. There is no reason for me to check in with this app at present. There's no reason. I mean, it's the only place that you can stream Superman the movie. <laughs> so, Or, I, like, I watched the first two episodes of Lois and Clark the other day. I don't ever need to revisit that show. Uh, you know what? It's better than I remembered. I it's got I, a certain charm to it. I don't care. But this isn't about and, that. And I'm Dean Cain can go to hell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like Batman, the animated series, like there's stuff on there that I would want to watch. Sure. But I totally hear what you're saying. This app needs to get a lot better yeah. before I can say, yeah, I recommend it. So right now, I think we're both giving it a leave it. Mm. DC app gets a leave it. No, this is a tech review. Are we really doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we review everything. Buy it, skim it, leave it. It's not going to get us anything free if we give it a leave it. I don't give a shit. They're not going to give us anything free anyway. They're Warner Brothers. <laughs> they don't give us anything free now. <laughs> um, I'm saying skim it because uh, it, if it, it turns out that they have a free trial, by all means, they take don't. a look. Or Don't they? No. Because I, I don't know. Because oh, I no, pre-ordered. It's, it's like start my free trial, and I think it's 24 hours or something like that. It's got to be seven days. It's I, probably seven I days. I don't know. I, I skipped by. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just logged in. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it it doesn't have enough. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. And they should have waited until it was there, because now they're there. Excelsior! That is it for THN! 500, 100, 100, 100, 100, But before we get out of here, Joe Patrick. I need you to introduce these nerds to our new question of the week. Absolutely. The new question of the week comes from Trevor, who is a new user on the THN forums. New dude. New dude Trevor. Not to be confused with new guy. Or nude dude Trevor. That's a different person. Yeah, nude nude dude. (laughs) It's different Trevor. If the Disney Fox deal ever goes through... What Fox properties do you want to see adapted by Marvel Comics? Not the X-Men. That's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're right. We're not talking about superhero stuff. We're talking about, like, well, Buffy it, the Vampire Slayer. It can be superhero stuff. Maybe you're heavy into Hancock. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-comic properties right. owned by Fox yeah. that will now be under the purview of Disney. Other stuff. 
Stargate Universe. There you go. I don't know if that was a Fox uh, property, but I think it is. But anyway, <laughs> THN is a Brooklyn listener. Nine-Nine. Yes. <laughs> THN is actually also made by NBC. That's true. THN is a listener supported podcast, and we want to thank everyone that has ever thrown a few shekels to this show on PayPal and Patreon. Without you nerds, we can't afford original artwork featuring Batman's exposed Little Wayne. <laughs> oh, man. I hope they don't get in trouble for using a copyrighted name. <laughs> Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, what else does he call his dick? Or is he like Lil Wayne, L-I-L? No, it's his li- Yeah, he's Lil Wayne. Oh, he's Lil Wayne. Yeah, this is Batman's dick, uh-huh. Little Wayne. Oh, a uh, shout out to Marcus, who dropped his patronage uh, and then came back at a higher level. Hey! Thanks! Hey, thanks, Marcus. Jeez! I think he just wanted a sticker. I thought you were giving a shout out for firing us. No. <laughs> Before we go, our weekly shout out obviously goes to all of you for supporting us for 500 years, 73 <laughs> years and counting the THN universe, huh? 500 episodes, all the answers of the week, all of the cover to covers, all of them, the love slaves, the, the occasional guest host, Dave, Keith, Wooly Toots, uh, John Littrell, who was on Keith Silva, who yeah. was on, yeah. Uh, we love all of you guys. Um, all the little kids that can't listen to the show anymore because we cuss so fucking Brett much. Merriman's kid, fuck you. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure you're super cute and we're sorry. Yeah, thank you guys. We can't do it without... Oh, our wives <laughs> for tolerating it. Oh, in typical Hollywood fashion, we forget to thank our wives. Yeah, no, I'm oh, thanking my, yeah. my wife. <laughs> yes, thank you. We couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't want to do it without you. It's true. It's what makes it all fun. So thanks for the last seven years. We're not stopping anytime soon because, frankly, uh, we don't have anything else to do. I just can't quit him. Yeah. What can you do? Until next time, true believers, remember to pre-order your comics or your retailer might just do it without you. This is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off. 500 under-